0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: I got
2: somebody on the line right now Who have I got? Dan Hogan. Hello
1: Hey Dan,
2: how you oh. doing? Good, how are you Mr. Dave?
1: Outstanding Hey, uh, <clears throat> Sorry if I sound a little bit hoarse But uh, I seem to be losing my voice
2: Oh, that's not good You're
1: driving me nuts
2: <laughs> I bet
1: <laughs> Anyway so How uh, are you doing today? Dave? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm having a blast. Uh, I had this, I had a, an interesting text from a friend last night. Uh, Matt Diller, Adillo, he's in the in the Alaska area. He said, Hey, why don't you do something at a time where you know we can get on on and do the show from Alaska? And I said, Sure, why not? I think we can do that. So I figured, what the hell? We'll just do it now. As a matter of fact, they got somebody that's calling in right now. Is this Jack? How's it going, guys?
3: Hey, this
2: Good, is Jack, right? You?
1: Yep, Jack. Jack exactly. Lee, outstanding. Um, anyway, Matt, so Matt wanted to, to do some talking, and he said here, he said, um, oh, come on, let's get to the beginning of that sentence. <clears throat> he said he really appreciates the show.
2: Um we'll put you on mute for a quick minute there,
1: Dan. Yeah. Anyway, I I just put you on, on mute there, Dan, because uh uh the background noise, I don't know what's happening. It's get it got a little loud there, but I wanna get this out real quick. Um Matt called up and he I mean, Matt got a hold of me on messaging and he said that uh I needed some better equipment, but it was hard to hear me, he had to crank it up. Um so I told him a little bit about that, and he said we were doing a great service and all. <clears throat> and then he said he wanted to do a podcast or something fierce because the people up at the base in, um, let's see, where is he at? He's at um, Ileson Air Force Base in Alaska. And he said that the guys up there really, really, really had a lot of things they wanted to say. And I said, okay, well, fine, let's, let's go. Well, let's do it uh, uh, in 10 hours. And because it was, uh, it was uh, midnight my time, 10 hours ago, and I said, let's do it. So here we are. I'm waiting to see who's going to come in from Alaska and talk to me. Hey, who have I got that's come in? Hello? Uh-oh, would help if I push that button. Who have I got to just uh, rang the doorbell?
4: Uh, it's Wayne, Dave. How are you, man?
1: Hey, Wayne, what's up? You baby. Uh, <laughs> yes indeed. Okay, that's and Wayne's in. I've got Dan. I got Jack. I got Wayne. I'm hoping to get Matthew in from, like I said, from Alaska. Uh, he wants to. He and a bunch of guys wanted to talk about what. When I was thinking about talking yesterday, but I was having a little bit of problem with my voice then. I'm a little better today, but it's not much better. I mean, I've got a little bit of voice back, but I wanted to talk. Yesterday at our regular time, about fringe spouses, and and the reason why I, I brought up fringe spouses is somebody wrote a really nice article in one of the spouse magazines about fringe uh, spouses uh, from a woman's perspective, and you know that's cool. The, the, the women are, are right that when they're in a in a strange unknown area and that there's nobody around them that they can associate with military-wise because they're not military or or the area is not military. It's all a bunch of civilians, but they need, you know, there's no exchange, there's no commissary, there's no um, uh, TRICARE. Well, there is TRICARE, of course, but it's hard to get the TRICARE because they need to talk to a TRICARE facility, and the closest one is like six hours away, fringe uh, spouses. But it just so happens that most fringed spouses are, are are experiencing what us guys experience everywhere we go, and so I put out a little response about that. Hey, what's up, Doug? Good to hear you. See you, buddy.
3: Hey, Dave, is this thing on?
1: It is on. Yes, sir. All right.
3: How's your uh, How's your it. internet uh, service these days?
1: My Internet service kind of still sucks, but i got a computer that stays above it, I think. Uh, I picked up a nice uh, uh, HP Pavilion 23 touchscreen all-in-one computer for, believe it or not, somebody was selling it on the Internet, $250.
3: Fantastic.
1: Has everything I could possibly want. Now I just need to get Sandbox to, to... um, come on board as a sponsor. I can, they're going to provide me with a yeti, and then they're going to provide me with a soundboard. I need to get you back on board for, for the military guy because uh, they run your commercials. When I need to make a run, quick bathroom break or grab a beer or something, but <laughs>
3: sure, sure, that's fine. But uh, I know uh, I, I know Sam Meek. I met him at a, a USA conference a while back, and uh, you've got a great sponsor there too.
1: I hope he comes on board as a sponsor because we talked about it a little bit. I did a video with them as part of the military spouse of the year, uh, top six, yeah. <laughs> which was put out by, put out by, uh, just the other day, uh, through, I think military spouse magazines, Facebook page. They put them up for everybody to see. And, um, I just got to connect back with him and see what's going on. Um, uh, I'm also going to expand a little bit more. I've got somebody else that wants to do a podcast as well, and uh, Susan Reynolds. And Susan Reynolds wants to do something for all spouses. So we're looking at possibly putting together uh, a thing that will we'll get introduced next month, perhaps, while we're there in Washington, D.C. It's called Spouse Spouts. i <laughs> talked about just about anything and everything like we do here. But we're going to do it with all spouses of all branches, of all genders. Everybody under the sun can call in and talk about what they want to talk about. So, you know, one day we might be talking about tiaras and flowers, and the next day we're talking about grilling options. But
5: Fantastic. we're going
1: we're to we're do things together there. And I don't know. I I, I kind of have my fingers crossed to see what happens. I might be able to gain a couple of sponsors through the, this thing in D.C. But we'll see. And I'm getting off of my subject. <clears throat> the, the subject I wanted to talk about today, and I want all of you to throw in your two cents worth about this, is PCSing into a fringe area. Specifically, when you go into an area that you know there is nothing close. What do you do? How do you prepare? What, are, what tips do you have? And I'll leave it out to you guys. Whoever starts talking first, to take over. <laughs> oh yeah, I need to turn Dan's microphone back on. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Okay, Don, you're All back
2: right, on. That's <laughs> okay.
1: Well, well, Dan, Dan's got his kids with him right now, and so obviously they, you know, they're they're excited. They got to talk the other day and, and got to talk on the radio, and they thought it was just so cool. I know they're excited about Dan being on the the show again today.
2: Oh, yeah. I woke up and I was like, I was ecstatic. I was like, yeah, I get to be on again today. Amazing. I thank you guys very much. (laughs)
1: You bet, Dan. You bet. Anyway, so who wants to talk about this first?
2: Who doesn't like to be remote? I mean, I think it feels good you can wake up and you don't have to look out the window and see your neighbor. But then again, what happens if you got to go to the store or you have an emergency? Or if something just happens and you got to go to the gas station, I mean, I don't – it would suck. I'm, I'm glad that I haven't had to deal with that yet, but um, I feel very fortunate, and I feel unfortunate for the people that have to deal with that.
3: Well, we got to Hawaii about 25 years ago, and uh, things were a lot different back then than they are today. And with uh, Amazon delivering almost anywhere in the world, it's gotten a lot easier to go remote, and that's the whole reason you join the military is to see the world. Mm-hmm.
1: And to get an education.
3: That's a good reason. You will know, you get an education one way or the other. We uh, When we moved out to Hawaii, we knew that we'd need to uh, get rid of a lot of stuff so that we didn't have too much to put into a smaller place. But another important part of getting ready to go remote, wherever that is, is uh, Facebook these days. It's uh, essential to join the Facebook group of the uh, station you're going to and ask those people what they wish they'd done before they transferred there. How how, how would you go about doing that again? Well, for for a remote duty station, let's say like uh, Guam or Korea, uh, before you go, join the Facebook group. Go search for that on Facebook. You'll find something like Korean military spouses or uh, Sasebo spouses or uh, Guam military family members. Uh, In Spain, it's the Rota Naval Community Q&A. There's probably uh, hundreds of Facebook groups for all the people and all the duty stations around the world. And ask them. Hey, what do you wish you'd brought with you when you uh, transferred to your new duty station? Uh, what mistakes did you make? What things do I want to do before I leave? What if you
1: go to a place like um, like uh, you're in the National Guard, or well, you're in the Army and you go guard, and then you get put out into the middle of Montana, where you have to drive for four hours to do your week, your your once a, once a month weekend. Drill time and then your once a year, two week drill period. Uh, you're still part of the military, you still have all of the benefits of being in the military, but you're in the fringe area that really is so fringe. How do you oh, find yeah. out
3: about that? Once again, there's uh, there's really nothing that uh, will help you uh, get rid of the suck totally, it's still going to suck no matter how, <laughs> how sound, nice you make it. But, but your unit, your unit does have a Facebook group, and they'll be happy to help. And I, I, I got to acknowledge that the National Guard are the guys who are most frequently unsupported. The families are most frequently unsupported when the uh, soldier deploys. But on the other hand, uh, there's there's ways to do it on social media that are way better now. Right. <clears throat> hey, I'm I'm sitting here looking out my window, and the uh, brown quail family has had their baby chicks. I just saw mom and dad and four baby chicks strolling across the back of the night. It's the first time all year I've seen this.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Yeah. What time
1: is it there in Hawaii right
3: now? It's uh, just before uh, 9 a.m., uh, and it's, they're they're morning critters. They're out either in the early morning or out in the late evening, but uh, this is uh, rare for them to actually be out in public like that. Usually they're skulking around in the background. <laughs>
1: outstanding uh what time is it there in uh phoenix jack yeah it's uh sorry
2: what
5: time uh play, it's 11 sorry break we're playing break the ice so i have you guys on mute so you don't hear all the <laughs> stuff when i'm not talking um <laughs> me too it's all the trash talk yeah mo- <laughs> mom's on hour 90 and, and counting this week so
2: uh, kind of Come keep on.
1: the little guy busy Wow And Wayne you're over in Florida What time is it there?
2: 2.45
1: 2.45 Gotcha And Dan I forgot where you were at
2: Camp Pendleton California It is also 11.42 And I am bouncing back and forth With you guys on mute Because we're still unpacking our house Wow Oh
1: that's right That's right well, you, uh, if you if you're running if you're running mute on your phone, then I won't worry about running mute on my side.
2: All right, that sounds good. When you guys, uh okay. I'll, I'll try to fill in a little there. But uh, when you guys give me a a name shout out, I'll uh, unmute and I'll talk.
1: <laughs> there you go. We will do that. That works fine. Okay. So, right. um, you guys go ahead and chat again because I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find that that article uh, that I read that got me started on this.
3: Well, who do we have here that's uh, on the phone from Alaska? Has anybody dialed in yet from there, or is, uh, not that, yet. Uh, is that okay?
1: Not yet. I'm hoping, but it hasn't happened yet.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I, I'm not remote,
5: but I did find this uh, meetup.com thing is really good to find people that have similar interests. So, oh yeah, I think that'd be really nice for you know if you're in a remote location to try to find other spouses that way. Um, outside of
3: Facebook, Well, I've, I've heard a again? lot of good things about me, it's called Meetup.com. I've heard a lot of good things about that from uh, people of uh, <clears throat> our uh, baby boomer demographic. Dave, uh, a lot of people use that just to <laughs> uh, find ways to get together in their in their fifties and sixties from people who you might not otherwise run into.
1: Yeah, it sounds a little scary to me. I'm not. I'm not single, so you know. <laughs> it, well, it, no, it's uh, it, it's it's not a what uh match
5: dot com. It's meetup.com dot uh, <laughs> com.
3: It's not all about the on? sex, drugs, and rock and roll. There are people there that just want to meet up for a cup of coffee or to go see a, a theater event or some other socializing.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, okay. Well, oh yeah, I could yeah.
0: I'm sure it's special
1: I still, proof. <laughs> Okay, I still, I, I still might get a little nervous about that, you
4: know. <laughs> that's because Dave, you're the type of guy that never meets a stranger anywhere you go. You can find a friend, so you're, that is that, true. That's a little bit foreign. to, foreign to you to go online, and look for a friend.
1: Well, I, I, I have been past met. Met people, and you know decided it was time to to meet them in person and boy, was that a mistake?
3: ooh <laughs> you're you're much smarter over the internet than you are in person is that is that the problem <laughs> absolutely, and I'm skinny and
1: i'm and i'm'm uh, I'm, I'm very buff, okay so don't give me shit,
2: huh
1: <laughs> my dad can whip your dad any day.
3: I think I think one of the biggest things about uh, going to a remote duty station is uh, having very rugged, durable stuff that's unlikely to uh, break in the in the move because you're probably not dealing with the most uh, efficient or proficient uh, movers in the nation.
1: Well, what do you think about the idea that when that that not to worry too much about that and just well
4: okay now yeah, wait
1: you're right you're right just I was just about to say. Don't worry about it because when it breaks, you know you can get it replaced. But if you go mm. somewhere that's remote, how fast are they going to approve your claim? Do they have to send out well, the where are you going to go? Yeah, yeah. Even if Who's going to replace your I mean, now I I I think I'm going back to Texas. When we leave it here, we're going to go back to Texas. I think.
3: You have just doomed yourself to a three year tour in Korea, my friend. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Well, actually, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. Okay. I mean, I can probably live with that because I got Philip. I can always count on Philip to give me pointers. There you go. He did exceptionally well there. And, you know, I can count on him because he's over in Stuttgart, just a couple of miles away for me. Um, I, I can always just, you know, ask him what. Uh, what
3: to look out for. What, yeah,
1: that would work. I, I can do that. I can do that. Okay. <clears throat> but not, unlike, you're lucky because you don't have to worry about that. Your, your wife's out now.
3: I, I'm, I'm loving it now, but uh, we still live it vicariously through our daughter. She just packed out of uh Rota, Spain last week and she's sending all her household goods to uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, nuke school. Nice. Oh, you know it. She's uh, getting ready to start there on the 18th of May, and uh, she's still trying to figure out all the other details.
1: Hey, got somebody else that's uh, come into the show. Who've I got? 808 area code. Who've I got?
3: Really? Who's that? I don't know. it could be Jay. Is this Jay? Oh, Jay, Jay still has his uh, Hawaii cell phone. Is,
1: is 808 a... a, a, a... Oh, wait, you know what? It would help if I take him off a of mute. Hello, who the got? I'm. This is Jay. <laughs> well, this is Jay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm running <laughs> around, so I'm on my cell phone today. All right. All right. Roger that. Okay, you're 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 in there. You got any got any bits of wisdom for us? Because I mean, hey, that's what else would you call right? Um, I actually don't even know what the topic is. I've been so busy running around. What was the topic?
2: <laughs>
1: the topic, the topic is PCSing into a fringe area, the experiences of seasoned male mill spouses, and the, the reason we have a special time today of being, you know, at where it is now a day later, is because I got a message from one of our uh, male spouses in. Alaska that wanted to come onto the show and having it at this time works out really well for them to listen in and perhaps be able to call in. You know, maybe that's the reason. Guys, if you're listening and you want to call in, Jay, I'm gonna put you on mute for a quick second.
2: Oh. For those
1: of you guys those of you that are listening and are wondering how to call in. You can call in on your phone, your cell phone, whatever phone you want to call on, 516-453-9167. That's 516-453-9167. I didn't get the 800 number option. I didn't want to pay for that because it's already costing me an arm and a leg for this thing anyway. (laughs) Um, I didn't want to get the 800 number because so many phone plans have done away with long-distance charges that it made no sense at all to have an 800 number. Any phone number works just fine. You just don't want to do international. Now, if you're doing international, use Skype. Or you could even, if you really wanted, I could probably figure out how to get a uh, Another computer in, and we could jack it in with the through the microphone ports. Another computer, and I can we could go with a, a, a. I guess we could do Messenger. We could do um, Hangouts. We could do any number of things to get anybody, get everybody together. But we'll we'll figure that out later as it grows. <clears throat> but in the meantime, call in if all you've got is the computer in front of you and you know you have Skype on your computer, you can, from the Facebook page, for the Mail Military Spouse Radio Show Facebook page, click the Call Now button. That Call Now button will launch Skype, and it will try to connect you here, because it will already put the phone number in automatically. So try that. Lots of ways to connect in. Jump right in as, as much as you see fit. Okay, Jay, I'm taking you off mute. Here we go. I'm trying to. And there we go. You're off of mute. Jay, you can jump in as you see fit. Well, uh, I'm good.
0: Uh, I was just gonna wait until I actually stopped the car so that way you don't hear that car sound. I gotta go stop pretty soon anyway.
1: they I do have another option here is if you go to the chat room and you use the chat room. Which which is something Jay does all the time for when when we we've got him giving out great links and things like that. Use the chat room that's that you you can get to from the, the from the, the the page from the blog talk radio page. Use the chat room and put out any links that you mention on the show and that way it becomes part of the part of the library forever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. Have fun with that. Anyhow, well, let's see. What about the one you've got? Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I can't use the chat room on my phone anymore. They uh, updated something
1: or other, and now it doesn't work. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that happen. It's something to do with Adobe Flash. That's well, right. It's Adobe Flash that's holding it back, but, uh, yeah. I can't
0: update on an Android anyway.
1: Well, Adobe Flash will catch up eventually one day, I hope. Who knows? Anyway, so uh, what do you guys think of the? What uh, What else you want to throw in onto the discussion? Hello. Oh, you it's quiet on me. Well, so, I'm, I'm trying uh, not to make process. that car sound, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. It is annoying.
2: <laughs> it is. So, do you think that the women spouses of anybody that's military personnel, do you think that they have a heart of the men, or do you think men have a heart of the women, or do you think it's as equal?
1: Now, are you asking me, or, like you, asking I mean, or are you
2: asking me, or are you a group? The group, you know, the other guys, the other military spouses cuz i noticed that you know my friends they almost take pity on me cuz they feel as if i'm not as man enough as if i should be because i'm not the military personnel that i am just a spouse
5: <laughs> i think it makes you more manly think about how badass these ladies
0: are
2: that's right man yeah
0: <laughs>
5: what do you mean you're just
0: a spouse you you're not just a spouse
2: yeah you're right i'm i'm the one at a sit there and pray for my wife and my family and I take care of my son. I end up taking on, taking care of my uncle with this. And um, I just really hate hearing the criticism that, oh, you're just, you're the man at home. Like, no, I'm, I do a lot more. I cook, I clean, you know, I, I do the laundry. I take care of my son. <laughs> I got him potty trained now. I'm trying to get him ready for preschool. I'm getting his vocabulary up there. So it's, you know, he's probably good. Got got like, maybe like mm, a couple thousand words already. How many men can
4: make uh, that claim? I mean, that's
2: a, that's a real man right there. I just wanted to see how you guys <laughs> I, felt, and and I hate going I hate going on the pages, and they, it's almost like they're feminists. You know, they're like, oh, we're the superior women because we have to do this. But what about the men that have to do this? You know, I tried to join the military, and I got disqualified for medical reasons. But it doesn't mean that I wasn't trying to be as far as, you know, I promote my wife. I, I I'm there to... To back her up whether she needs it Or not you know I'm there for emotional And you know physical support for her And I just want to see how other men feel About the same thing too
3: Some of the best years I of my life Have been the time needs- being uh, at home with my daughter And watching her grow up and I uh, think That's something that every family wants to have Is the time to uh, take care of the kids on their own
2: right. I agree <coughs> You want to say hi? Hi Here's my son. I don't know if you guys can hear him, but he's, you know, he's been my rock while uh, my wife was gone, and me and him have grown, you know, very much. And I'm very proud because I didn't have my father there, and I just want to be the man that I have to be for my family.
3: I think the problems are different from one spouse to another spouse too, especially the gender differences make it difficult in different ways for the men and women. (laughs)
0: Okay. <laughs> right, but uh, hmm. women spouses, they, they already have that network already pre-in-place, whereas the yep. uh, male spouses, we don't have that network pre-in-place. I mean, we yep. kind of do, but at the same time, we, we kind of don't. Because even though they say that they're inclusive, we'll always run into one or two people that just like, we don't want you here. What are you doing here? You know, th- this is for women.
3: And even even when it's a base function, even when it's something run by the base or by the command, uh, most of the uh, customers are still women. You Ninety know, percent of the people they have to pay attention to are women, so that's where their focus is yeah. going to be.
1: The article that I had read that was talking about it <clears throat> and where it got interesting was just when, they, when, when somebody else <laughs> responded to one of my responses – uh was talking about how it was difficult and to, that they felt like they were they were now uh separated from their their family of other spouses they were part of the article they were able to uh gain a a, a core group of people that that, that they could deal with they could handle everything that they were handling they had shoulders to cry on and wine to drink and and uh uh, people that, you, you know, the kid needed somebody to, you needed somebody to watch the kid while you make a quick run into the store to get something else. You had somebody to do that by walking across the mm-hmm. street because they didn't base housing. Well, <clears throat> and how they didn't have that anymore because they're now in an area where everybody seems to be looking down upon them uh, because they were military spouses and didn't belong in that neighborhood. And so... I responded with, congratulations, you now now know how us male spouses feel,
5: no matter
1: where we go. And I got a nasty little response back going, gee, really nice that you should marginalize this, this author because they were really pointing out good points. And I thought, no, 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 I didn't try to insult or marginalize anybody. I am so sorry if you took it that way. Because uh, I, I had recently been in a discussion with one of the Military Spouse of the Year people about how guys handle the fact that 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 we that we don't we're not normally seen in places, and how do we get them involved? And I said, you know, you're not. You just are not going to get guys involved coming into your events until you start inviting us to help you create the events. You've got to find us because we're not going to come looking for you. We don't feel right there. And uh, somebody told me today a a nugget that I really, really like and I really want to put out on the air. Perception is fact. What that means is, is if for any reason, anywhere, somewhere along the line, somebody is going to throw out there that you are doing something improper with another spouse, i.e. you're messing with somebody's wife,
2: that
1: becomes the truth and you are going to pay hell correcting it. So us guys, we already know that. And... That's one of the main reasons, and nobody's said it. Everything I've read so far that we've thrown out in the past four years, five years. Wayne, how long ago was it that you and I started to, started doing stuff like this when we were working manning the, the home front? That was what? Four, five four
4: and a half years ago right? when I started it.
1: Yeah, and out of all of this time, nobody has said this in this manner. We already, guys, already know in our soul, you don't have to be told, or we don't have to be told, they're going to look at us as rapists. They're going to look at us as molesters. They're going to look on us as, uh, you know, the guy who just doesn't belong their troublemaker. They're going to look <laughs> at us that way initially unless we... Unless we teach the rest of the spousal community, the out of the 1.1 million spouses out there, the 1 million spouses that are female, because there's a hundred, a hundred thousand of us that are male, it's going to take us to teach them through some form of something that. You want us involved? You need to reach out to us. We're not going to come to you. We can't. That's what I'm going to put out I, for the next year.
4: What do you guys I think? think, you're think you're guys? Two, I think you're two different topics there. I mean, you're talking, you know, the perception of being in a public place with, you know, a bunch of ladies and being in a private situation. I mean, you know, in public, you know, we've got to go out there. You can't, you can't wait for people to come to you and serve you. You got to go out there to the events and then, you know, be that change you want to see. But in the in the private sense, Very good. You know, you, you don't go into somebody's house, or you don't get into somebody's car, you know, unless you know you. I mean, like, if, perception is key. But if the husband knows you, then and he gives you permission to hang out with his wife every once in a while, or drop the kids off for babysitting, things like that, that's different. You know, I mean, so that is to true. a stranger's house, you know, so, I mean, there's, there's those two differences, you know, you, you know, so we've got to go out there I and mean, send the message that, you know, you got to come to us and you got to serve us. You know, we got to go to them and show them that we're here too. And we want to be part of the community.
1: That is true. I, and, and, and I will give you that. That's the, the, that is a very good point because then I, I just got finished doing something like that today too, because earlier today, we had for the I'm part of the Ramstein Enlisted Spouse Association here. Uh, we just signed up our second male member. Woohoo! And, <laughs> yeah, I know it's impressive. Woohoo! Um, but we also signed up five women. So anyway, I was there at the meet and greet table, which was done in the food court of the or of the exchange. So, you know, it was it was high visibility. Yes, I'm one that I will go out there and I will put myself out there. And to take what you said, Wayne, and expand it a little bit more, if your personality allows you to be able to go out there to the, the various locations and the various people to make your presence public, then don't listen to what I had to say just a few minutes ago. Because you obviously have the abilities that whether they're natural or they were grown by somebody else through training or whatnot, if you have that capability to go out there and be a personable person and not be, you know, like, I don't know, uh, Doug comes to mind because he's he's a shy, quiet guy. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> you know, and that's and
4: that's where like the mo the, the model that, you know, I was trying to get going with Manning the Home Front at Fort Riley, that type of model is something that if embraced, it would, you know, alleviate a lot of the problems. Where oh, yeah. you've got yeah. where you've got guy where you've got guys meeting, you know, they know they can get to dinner, get together for dinner and beer once a month and events, you know, another time a month. You know, th- that's where that's where it starts. Um, unfortunately when I got to the joint base Lewis so us Court, I ran into an issue and I just, you know, I couldn't get get past it and emotionally and uh I dropped the ball on that but you know i think that model is you know if that model would get picked up again and somebody would run with it I, I think it would catch on especially now with you know so much more talk about it and the equality for women service members i think now would be a good time for somebody else to try to recreate what we were doing out there at Fort riley and uh the only thing i would suggest well, I, is have structure
1: and i was mm. doing it there in fort campbell as well because that's I, I i started up a chapter uh, of, of uh, manning the home front as well and I never could get it to, to take root.
4: Well, the, the the thing that I found, you know, and that I wanted to do at Joint Base lewis McCord was uh, get under the spouses club um, because I was having problems with the guys at Fort Riley. You know, I mean, they, their, their thought process wasn't where mine was and where, like, yours is, Dave, and, you know, the guys who are calling in now. You know, where it's like, hey, let's build each other up. We're here for a purpose. You know, we're here to get beers and we're here to get wings and we're here to have a good time. But we've got meaning behind what we're meeting for. Um, so when you when you fall into the spouse's club, you, uh... I'm sorry, I'm getting feedback, so it's messing me up.
1: Yeah, I know. It's kind of hard. Uh, Unless you can find a way to turn it down a touch. Not the microphone, no. but whatever it
4: Um, But, uh... You know, falling into the spouses club at Joint Base Lewis and Quarters is what I was hoping for, because then you've got the, the authority above. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, at, at, Fort, at Fort Riley, everybody was like, well, Wayne's trying to be in charge. Wayne's trying to run this. It's Wayne's rules. No, man. This is the Army. We're not going to sit here and screw up. We're not going to sit here and, you know, make asses out of ourselves and our families and the Army community. You know, there had to be rules and structure behind what we were doing. And, you know, we were losing that at, at certain points at Fort Riley, and I was noticing that. And, you know, it was, it was just one of those things where I had, you know, a couple of bad apples, you know, ruining for the whole bunch, basically. Um, so that's why right. we all the basically. Before. I tried getting, linked with the spouses club, and they were more than willing, you know, I went through some personal issues and I couldn't, you know, follow through. Um, but, you know, that that to me would be the key, to have the spouses clubs sponsor a sub-chapter, you know, and just and be able to promote it. Because then if you get out there, then it's going to be promoted through the commands. You know, you're going to have, you know, the, the signature of people who matter. I mean, it's not just some guy trying to start it. And then this way, when the person PCS is, it keeps, it lives on, you know, cause I mean, we, you know, at Fort Riley, you know, when I left, there was absolutely nothing. Nobody kept going. So it's like, you know, you got to have that. If it's in the spouses club, it would keep living.
1: That is probably a good idea to try and do that. Um, and I've got that option here with with the Ramstein enlisted spouse association. They're they're wanting to see if there's some way to get more guys involved, and that's one of the things we were talking about while waiting for people to walk up to the table. I said, you know, we can we can throw together a couple of, so a couple of socials that do just that, and who knows, it might work. It might actually you know work out. We'll have that happen. I have to wait and see what's going to happen, but. Uh, yeah, I think this is. I think that's probably a great idea. You guys think that would be something to work out and try and make happen?
3: You, know, you got to start out with the guys to get them built up to have the collective courage to uh, join in with the, more of the spouse activities and the family readiness groups.
2: Or they could call in and be a part of the radio show. That would be a step. <laughs> that's right.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a step. What? You know, you know, Doug, with, with what you said about you know the step oh, up for the FRGs hey, and and things like that. Um, you know, a lot of the guys won't step into that that zone just because they're they are you know concerned about the perception of being the only guy there and stuff. So that's why when you create a a, a male centered group for them, you know they know they're going to hang out with guys and guys only. And then that's where you know guys like me and you would say, okay, now go to your friggin' FRG because you need to be there. You know, because guys need to be told that you know that it's okay to go. It's okay to get the information from your command. It's okay to bake a cake. It's okay to you know do the things that the FRGs are doing. You just, and we need to build each other up on that. You know, because a, a lot of men get, have that mental block that keeps them from going. So if you put them in with men that say, hey, it's okay, because that's what we were seeing at Fort Riley. is Once we started, had the guys saying, oh, yeah, I go to the FRG, I do this event, I do this, other guys started doing it too. You know, you get some naysayers that are like,
3: no, I don't want anything to do with it. But you just tune them out and you tell them to go screw themselves. And and sure and, and and Dave, you had a good point about signing up as soon as they get there. You know, if you can find the male smil- military spouses as soon as they uh, transfer in, then you can start that uh, that bonding and that building process right away before they uh, get shy or or give up. Yeah.
1: Yep. I just found the article in which uh, we were I was talking about for <clears throat> who what was happening. It's it's an article that was put in the military spouse magazine. I don't know what, what issue it's going to be in, but it's called Living on the Edge of My Community. And <laughs> the, gal was, the gal was the National Guard spouse. Um, she started it out with, you know, the link to the, the the article itself was, how do National Guard spouses feel as if they belong when they are living on the edge of the community? Here's a hint. Have the best of both worlds. Anyway, so they, they talked about it. and I put on there, I says. Us guys have to take your word for that, because they were they were trying to build up how cool it could be, blah, 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 blah. I said, for us, the mere nature of being statistically one out of ten spouses, we live on the fringe, regardless of military community size. If you want to feel our pain, be the fringe military wife this article relates. For us guys, this is no new info. <laughs> So this girl responds back. She says, then speak up by contributing your own experience. Create awareness for male spouses. I would love any (laughs) insight relayed by male spouses to help me better understand how to embrace you. However, your comment discredits another person's struggle and experience, at least that's how I read it. This isn't a competition for who has it harder, but rather a place to understand and seek to be understood. She clearly has no idea who I am, right?
3: I That's said, right. She you know she's dealing with a spouse of the year.
1: I said, sorry you took it that way. I sure don't mean to discredit anyone. I'm simply pointing out that us guy, mill spouses feel this way all the time, regardless of military community size. This article is spot on describing the difficulties. And if you get a chance, go read it. It's uh, look for living on the edge of my community on uh, military spouse uh dot well, com. I can, I can give you, I can read out the, the link edge, the, the, the link, if you want to try and type it in.
3: I'll just it Facebook group.
1: Uh, it, it's on the Facebook, but I can, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can try and put it into the tech, I mean, into the chat room. Let's see what it comes up looking like. It did. It worked great. Um, the actual link is, and if you look in the chat room, it'll look, trundicated it's <laughs> http slash slash military spouse dot com slash military minus life when I say minus I mean the minus sign slash military minus branches slash national minus guard slash living slash on slash the slash edge slash of slash my slash community backslash
3: all right. Can you say it again? Okay. I'm kidding. i <laughs> uh, All right. I put it in the
1: I put it into the chat room, and it will be. I will make sure that the, the 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 um um a text dump of this chat room will be added to the to the the comment side of the show. Okay, so y'all will get that. But anyway, <clears throat> um, I'm going to go to that. I'm going to go to that uh, article itself. Do you guys want me to read this? It's not that long.
3: Dave, I've got to uh, check out here and uh, go hang out with the uh, tree trimmers, metaphorically. I'll be on the ground while they're hanging out.
1: Well, you can bring it up on your cell phone and listen in. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll,
3: I'll I'll try that. We'll see how that goes out here. But uh, I've got one <laughs> more. In while, so. Yeah, we'll see how impressed they are with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: you,
3: You'll hear the having... tips on noises.
1: Have it in your pocket and earphones. You know that's all you're right. listening.
2: That's right. <laughs> yeah, guys, hey, Doug, I'm, I'm gonna bounce in. out too. I gotta finish unpacking with my wife. I'm gonna have the radio right. app still listening to you guys. I appreciate all right. you guys' okay. time. Thanks again, Dave.
1: You bet. Thank you, Dan, stopping in, and thank you, Doug. I am gonna play your ad again. So you and I need to get together so we can figure out how to how to uh, re-up your um, sponsorship.
3: Sounds good to me. I'll send you a note. And uh good to talk everybody. See you all later. Okay, See
1: you buddy. Bye Doug. So now yeah. I got later, Jack Doug. and I got Wayne and I've got Jay still in. So do you guys want me to read this article real quick? It's up How to you. Good. I'm still
0: driving, so I gotta put myself on mute. Okay.
1: Well if you want me to go ahead and read it, I can because it's a good article. And uh, it was put out by Kira Durfee. Um, she put it out four days ago, so that would make it what the date would have been, uh, April 29th, I think, or no, yeah, no, March 29th. Well, anyway, she said last Sunday I strapped on my trusty pair of keens and exchanged indoor boredom for outdoor beauty by climbing a small mountain peak. It's very small, let's be honest behind my home that edges my growing community my daughter and I paused so we summit the top and peered out over the thousands of homes well-kept biking trails snow-capped mountains and great lakes encompassing our valley I love where we live my military uh, my community enriches my life however I also need my other community you know the one I need the other spouses I need you you see, I'm the spouse of a Utah Army National Guardsman, and the members of my husband's unit span a distance of over 350 miles from one corner of the state to the other. We have spent years traveling three and a half hours for his once-a-month drill weekend. Although we currently live within 10 miles of the closest military base, the base does not provide housing, and less than 1% of the 30,000 members of our community are military members. Wow. And I love it. Being a part of the National Guard and its perks is one of the best decisions our little family has ever made. It's family-friendly, full of resources and events, and powerful on its own right. When I've heard it said that National Guard families live on the edge of their communities, that they're not fully integrated into either their physical community or their military community, that they can't be. They aren't surrounded by those who can support them, by those who understand them they've got their feet dangling on separate sides of the same fence, unable to get support they need from either side. Gee, that sounds like us, don't it? Anyway, uh, page two. It's a real thing, feeling shunned or separated, disconnected from one's community. Until just recently, our FRG was informed that a fellow spouse of a deployed soldier had been dropped off of our list when she moved into our area. Lonely, overwhelmed and unsure, she hadn't known where to turn. And as friendly and as loving as her neighbors were, they couldn't give her the military spousal support that she needed, that we all need, and our hearts broke when we found out that that had happened. She told me, I'm beyond burnout at this point, I'm not sure if recovery is possible. No one should feel that way, we should all, we all need each other. We need others to get it. National Guard life can be difficult at times because sometimes we don't know who is better equipped to help. Should I rely on my physical community or my military community? There have been, and will be, times when I have needed, when all I have needed is my circle of spouses. I know that from experience, I spent the first six years of my marriage as the spouse of an active duty soldier. We lived next to an active duty station. We're surrounded by tens of thousands of military members and their families. We were immersed in the culture of full-time military life. Our friends, our neighbors, our religious congregation and my workplace were filled with military connections. We were the majority. Everyone around us understood deployment, CQ did field training exercises and other time consuming military adventures. It's a nice word, right? And we had support of, We had support networks of situation-similar spouses who have emphasized with each other. We understood each other. Those friendships have never dulled. Going to the last page, it's a real, but what happens when we live on the edge? When my husband joined the National Guard, we became the minority. We went from a sea of soldiers to a small kiddie pool. We stood on the outside of the community looking in. We hadn't been part of, well non-military community for so many years, how would we ever fit into a place where the ID office was 53 minutes away and there was no commissary? Ah, there you go, Wayne. <laughs> As National Guard spouses, it can be harder to get the help or to help when our fellow spouses live hours away. That's where our physical communities do come into play. During my spouse's last deployment, I felt a kinship with my physical community. My immediate and extended community provided babysitting for my children, so they would, you know, stay alive, allowed for a deployed soldier ability abatement program, organized homecoming parades and ceremonies, and offered military discounts to the local food trucks. I'll take it where I can get it. My community did what they could to help me, and I feel remembered and appreciated. I felt remembered and appreciated. My gratitude for their awareness is unending. I feel, as he was, uh, my gratitude for their awareness is unending, and I feel better prepared to help others in similar situations. Our National Guard experience has been neither terrible nor scary; just different. Our unit, although vastly spread out, is a tight group, tight knit group of friends, both soldiers and spouses. We turn to each other as friends should in scary moments and in joy and sickness and in loneliness. We're there for each other, not as a mandated FRG, but as soul sisters with a special bond. We endured a deployment together. We constantly endure our spouse's bad jokes together. We spend way too much time eating and shopping at Target together. This is my family. So if I'm living on the edge of a community, edge of this community, I'll take it. There's no place I'd rather be. Great article. Great article. I applaud her. That is well-written, and, and it, it covers encompasses a lot, and it's she's got her shit together. I like it. Very good. But that's us all the time. It doesn't matter where we're at. That's us. And they got mad at me.
4: There's also not totally us. Because, you know, at, on military bases, you know, you've got the functions that are going on. You know, you've got the the NWR. You've got the events that are catered to you. You've got the opportunity to, you know, do things. You know, and then you get out into the, right, into the normal community and you go to an area that you may not know very well. And then you've got to find that community there when nobody else, when you're not being catered to and served. So, I mean, like, but you're also that's not us, that's not us totally.
3: No, it's not us. You're also totally still because, a per-
1: well, because of because of the fact that we have the men's room, because of the fact we have this radio show, from the fact that we have machospouse dot giving us great videos, because we have developed a way to help each other as male spouses. That's not us. Her article is not is, is not us, as who she was referring to. She was referring to National Guard. But my comments to 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 the, to the people reading it was, you know, you were fringe? Yeah. Everybody needs to read this woman's article because that's us, in a nutshell, us guys. And if we didn't have what we have here right now, the ability to call into the radio show, the ability to... To, to put a video up on on Facebook. Dan just put a video up on Facebook talking about having, how much fun it was uh, to be on the show here. Um, it's pretty cool. Anybody seen that yet? Uh, uh, Hang on a second. I'll play it for you. Uh, I don't know how well you're going to hear it. Let's see if I can get the volume up some here. Let's turn that up. Try it. Uh, I was just on the radio. Terry Spouts was um
2: gotta say it's fun. I I think I, I like my voice on air live better than in person. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Um as I said, I'm still unpacking
1: my house. Thank you for your guys' time. Enjoy. That's pretty cool. See, because we know we can
2: go we know ahead, we can, baby. Go oh, go
1: stop, ahead. It. stop it. Sorry, we went to the next one. Um, and that was pretty cool. I guess somebody else wants to come into the show. Who I got on the show? Uh,
0: it's just me. I'm switching phones. I just got home. Oh, Got you, Jay.
1: All righty, move that over there, and save. okay. So, I mean, we got that ability. We do that on on uh, on Facebook. We know who we're, we we know people that are going to be. Uh, uh, Contacting us—it's—it's it's just we're having a blast with this. Comment?
0: Anybody? I'm gonna. Well, I, I there's a similar article that Next Gen Mill Spouse put out, which is it was a great article. I, I got to say it was a great article, but uh, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. The, the thing was that it was about um, a perspective of a female talking about marrying into the military and they kind of went on about things like that what was very very interesting to me was that since it is it is comes from next gen that uh some people from the LGBT community responded to that um article it was very interesting the, the way that they they responded
1: what
0: was the article again? I'm trying to find it right now since I'm home, and uh, I'll, I'll, it was on Facebook. I know it was on Facebook. It was just uh, it was talking about how they married into the the military and how my husband is this, my husband is that, my husband is this, and all these kind of things. And the LGBT female community said, "Wow, this article would have been great if it." I know that Next Gen is all inclusive kind of thing, but uh, it has nothing on, you know, uh, I, I didn't marry a husband, I married my wife, kind of thing, so right. it, it was just an right. article that they, they put out, and I thought the article was, was really well written and everything else, but I agreed with LGBT, it, it was very lacking.
1: Yeah, and and this, this gal here, um, like I said, she did a great job with this article, really, really did, um, and the one, the gal that gave the comments about me, about me, what, it, what did it say that, that, that I wasn't being, um, let's go back to it, says, isn't the competition who has it harder rather a place to be, understand, and to seek to understand? She doesn't get that, that I'm talking about the fact that, that us guys don't have a, a, a place where we're not marginalized except in our own little community that we've created, like right here. And until, until we, you know, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say.
4: <laughs> well, really I, I I'm think I'm it saying. could comparing, you know, the, the fringe community to to male spouses in the natural setting of base community, that's, it's not really a fair comparison, you know, because, you know, the thing that holds guys back is themselves. And, you know, I mean, yeah, the events suck, but there's, there's the USO, there's the MWR, there's, you know, all sorts of things on, on base that will uh, cater to all families. And, you know, when you go out into the National Guard community, then you're gonna have you're gonna have you know you got to go find the new the community that you live in and find out who does what and you don't have those free services you don't have those those events that are going on for you. And I think it's I but don't think have, it's really a fair comparison.
5: You have a solid community that you you live in like that you, you you're not moving you're in you're in one spot and you have the deployments and they're
4: a little and too frequent for
5: National Guard. But you're you're, you're in one spot and you can meet all your. I'll hear neighbors just like any normal American.
4: And, and, and that's the well, thing, that, that's the variable. Why, why is, we're, we're, is, like, is, is somebody living in that community for 10 years and then they decide they're going to, hey, you know, you know, now they're going to join the National Guard or do they move into the community and then they get deployed and they've only been there for 16 months and then they're expected to, you know, have built that community in that short of time. So I mean, it's like, have they had the time to build the community? Because when you go into a community that you don't know, it doesn't matter where you are, you know, it's, and that's still, you know, they can go out and meet neighbors like any average American but it's a little bit harder when you're dealing with the field training exercises and you're dealing with, you know, the long hours, if you're active duty national guard.
5: Yeah, but a wife meeting other wives, like the traditional household, um, they're going to have a heck of a lot easier time in a civilian neighborhood than uh, a stay-at-home dad or a trailing male spouse would in that same situation, right? I mean, they have a big leg up. I'm not not doubting the the deployments are – Argue, way harder for National Guard because of the, the way it's all set up. Um, I just think you're, you're in a traditional. You're, you're an American. You're, you're like any other American in the entire world. Um, for yeah. The Sixteen months. Yeah. Your, your husband does one week in a month. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I have to go <laughs> out and meet all my neighbors and uh, be the awkward. Hey, it's Tuesday morning. Why are you at the playground? um on base or off and still have to build my community and without bringing my wife into it just because she's busy working um so I, I think it's just different you know there's, there's 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 pros and cons to it all i don't i don't think it's the hardest thing in the world i think you know with the, the poor national guard guy oh man he's he's in trouble um I'm well, I was wondering he,
4: if he might have it easier on, on the civilian side. I I I don't I'm not saying he would. I'm I'm wondering if he would. You because know, then he could just go, you know, he can go down to the bar or wherever he in the golf course or you know, like feel like a normal guy. So
1: Well he does he doesn't have that there's there's he's he's got uh, I'm going to be speaking mostly because I never did do the guard, but we had a very large, not really large, I shouldn't say, but we had a very, our guard component in my hometown was consisted of a lot of the key players in my hometown. It was a small town, and so the guard really did take a large percentage of the, the, the population, uh, a good good 30% of the population, because I had a really small hometown. But it was a construction unit, and they were, you know, you knew who were guardsmen and you knew who were not, uh, as far as the guys that were there. There were no women that were a member of the guard. All of the women involved with the guard were spouses. And they had themselves a nice little community, and they took, play, they took part in stuff happening at the American Legion and the VFW uh, because our VFW and American Legion post accepted them in with open arms. And not necessarily the, 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 the nature of the beast because the American Legion is for veterans who serve during times of war as, as a, determined by Congress. And the BFW is uh, veterans of any war where you put your feet on the ground over there. You know, it, it's still those were the two, the two uh, 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 organizations that you know most everybody in my hometown were it was a veteran of some form, uh, be it guard, be it Marines, be it Air Force, Navy. Uh, you know, and so. To have these guardsmen who got to play as uh, uh, active duty every now and then, uh, yeah, they were welcomed in and they were, they were allowed to participate until, you know, one day they actually were able to be eligible to join, you know. Um, so it wasn't unusual to see them there. But I'm telling you, when they did deploy, when they did deploy, the wives were lost. They didn't know what to do. And when they came to the Legion and were needing this and needing that, we weren't prepared to help them because that's not the mission of the American Legion as a general rule. And so we didn't have funds set aside to help them. We weren't prepared to set them up with a family readiness group of any way, shape, or form. Um, And I come from an era where there was not not a family readiness group, so I didn't know that this sort of stuff could possibly exist. So as commander of my local post, I didn't know how to help these, these families out. We helped them out as our local town would, as the town wrapping our arms around everybody and helping them out, but we couldn't do it because they were military. See what I'm saying? And so... It wasn't so much of a fringe effect in my hometown for the guardsmen, but if you're out like in the middle of nowhere Utah in a community that is large but there's no base like she was said in her her article there was there was a major base ten miles away, but it clear uh, it wasn't wasn't national guard, so housing is only available for that particular branch. And those people assigned to that base. And so she, her family was out out in the cold. There was no commissary there. You had to go further to get to a commissary, three and a half hours. Um, We fortunately don't have to live like that until our wives go National Guard, or husbands, if there's anybody that's uh, um, listening in on the the podcast later, that is, got themselves a husband, you know, it's, until our spouse goes guard, I don't think we really have to worry about that. Well we do, right now, recognize being a French person. I just started rambling again, didn't I? Uh, a little bit. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: Keep them honest, Jay. Keep them honest. Hey, hey, Wayne it's almost as bad as some of your videos,
4: hey man, don't hate
1: I'm not hating, I'm not hating. I'm just talking about how long they ramble.
4: <laughs> what, can I tell you? I gotta get my same, point out there?
1: saying the same thing over and over again. i, I gotta stop doing
4: that. I gotta say the same way a thousand times you anybody listens. still nobody listens,
1: yeah, well, you're trying. On the, um, I did I- tell Doug. I did tell Doug I was going to play his ad, didn't I? You did. I did. So I better do that. Let me take quick sixty seconds here, and we'll play uh, the ad for the military guide. Back in '60. Is your current financial state keeping you up at night? Unsure how you can possibly save for retirement with such a tight budget? One of today's sponsors is the Military Guide for Financial Independence and Retirement, written by Doug Nordman and is available through your local library or for purchase on Amazon. This book shows service members, veterans, and their families how to reach financial independence and retire on their terms and, in my opinion, should be required reading for all man spouses. There are no tricks or gimmicks, just thoughtful spending and a higher savings rate. Most military families can do this within 10 to 20 years, and a few have done it even faster. All of Doug's royalties are donated to military charities so you know he's financially independent without your money. So, get your copy today from the library or buy one at Amazon. The Military Guide to Financial Independence and Retirement, written by Doug Nordman. All right, we're back on the show. It is Male Military Spouse Radio Show, episode number 65 PCSing into a Fringe Area Experiences of Seasoned Male Mill Spouses. Got on the line with us right now. Got Jack Lee, I got Wayne Perry, and got Jay Howe. And guys, uh, back to you. Uh,
0: on the bottom of the chat room, I posted two links. Uh, one was a uh... Beautiful something or other. I forget what it uh,
1: is. Beautiful, beautiful in his time, yeah.
0: Okay, that one is the wedding gown or uh, Dear Military Bride Who Wear My Wedding Gown article that the LGBT community has actually responded to, which is actually great. Uh, again, it's, it's a good article. It's written from her perspective.
2: Sure.
0: But uh, it does touch on uh, how exclusive. And there's the very bottom link is the National Stay-at-Home Dad article that Everett Lopez pointed out. It's called The Only Dad. And that one was interesting in the fact that I responded back to the guy, and the guy is a civilian, you know, they civilian side of us male-male spouses.
1: And what was the – Do I, I think I probably have time to read that real quick. I'll try linking on it and see if I can bring it up. <clears throat> the only dad dot, oh, I mean, the homedad.org is the national at home network.
3: Right. And the only
1: dad, uh, is this a yeah, lot, stop it. I'm not going to subscribe to your newsletter. They always ask it, it, that. It's
0: short. It's concise. It's basically what all us male-male spouses always say, you know, um, go out to the the park and then all the ladies look like, what are you doing here kind of thing. You know, it just it, it kind of highlights what they go through. So uh, I just put it up there because I did put in a, a comment. And matter of fact, I'm the only one that did comment on the article. So it was uh, a article was put out back in January 4th of this year. So I responded back uh, a while ago, and you know, it's it, it's just funny. I, I put it out. Welcome it kind of looks like to a glimpse of our life.
1: I have, I, I looked at, oh, okay, there it is. It's it's showing, you replied back on March 8th, but it's, it's showing zero comments. How weird. Yeah, it does that from time
0: to time, so. Wow. Okay. And I'll I, have think to read the, I think though.
4: one of the big things is a difference between, you know, having community and, you know, having opportunity to do things and having an emotional support. You know, because, you know, that's right. something we discount is how important the emotional aspect of it is. You know, just, who, who was it? Jack was talking about, uh, you know, when they, when they deploy, that's when they all fall, that's when people fall apart. You know, because they had that emotional support there when their spouse was home, and they weren't worried about building community because they were building a home. And then their home, half of their home leaves. And then they're left with no community because they weren't focused on building community. So it's, you know, then we don't have that emotional support. So I think that's an area where we've got that similarity because, you know, the guys don't have that emotional support, you know, because I had community at both places I went. I didn't have emotional support in my life. And, you know, that was, that was a big thing, you know. And there's, there's a difference between, you know, having, you know, people to hang out with and people to get real with,
1: I'm waiting for somebody to respond.
5: Well, I guess that's my thing. I don't, my circle's not big enough that that's different. Um, you know, the people that I, that I know or the the people that I know, I mean, I guess I do talk some people, random people to park, but the majority of people that I know, it's like, those are the people that I can, uh, you know, share all my, my struggles with. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's about meeting those people and getting those people and, and building the deck uh so to speak, when we get to a new assignment to uh, to go and, and and try to find uh your people um you know my wife and I aren't religious and uh in the air force that's uh that might be as well might as well be the scarlet letter that might be worse than being a uh, a male spouse um you know if you're not involved in a church that's it's a big deal um so trying to find other people that just you know are are kind of outliers like that is 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 hard uh, because people that are that are religious, once they find out you're not, um, you know, they kind of
4: <laughs> scurry off. The love of Jesus all of a sudden dries up. <laughs>
1: well, worse than that, worse than that, the, the love of Jesus starts pounding down on you. Um, it's like 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 the, the 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 rolling joke has been for years that I've known of is that uh, atheist day was yesterday.
4: The what? You get it? Y- was yesterday?
1: A- National Atheist Day. Uh, was yesterday.
4: It was yesterday. <laughs>
1: yeah. April Fools.
5: Yeah.
1: But that's a bad joke, huh.
5: I know. <clears throat> not saying I'm atheist, but, I'm just saying i don't I don't ascribe to religion. Well, no. Um
1: It's it's but, uh, the, the hard thing is is that, that America being found being founded for religious freedoms is uh is not true. It's it's not true. It's, it's why the it's why the pilgrims came here. That's why America has the people that are in there now. As as because when they started out and we decided to become a nation and break away from England, uh, it was for taxation. It was it had nothing to do. With religion, we had already determined that religious freedom was going to happen in the United States because that's where they were throwing everybody that wasn't believing the Church of England. They were sent here, and yeah, they,
4: the people were fleeing religious oppression.
1: Yeah, so when we did create our own nation, we did create that that we have the freedom of religion as one of the tenets of this of the of, of the United States of America. But that's, we weren't founded to have religious freedom. We just practice religious freedom and is guaranteed in our constitution. People need to get that straight when they start arguing religion and politics together. But yeah, they're still going to argue. So I'm just not going to carry that one much further anyway. So, there, yeah.
5: Yeah, but neither here or there. It's just uh, you know, it's one of the things that you know when that when that comes up in an in early talk, you're just like, uh, yeah, I don't I don't do anything on Sundays. They're like, how do you have some, what, what what do you do on Sunday if you don't go to church?
1: Uh, you know,
5: <laughs> spend time with my family because I never see them.
2: Um,
5: you know, that, that's just I think that's that's up there with the stay-at-home dad thing. You know, that's that's kind of the and I I don't I don't care if someone doesn't bother me, but it seems to bother um them um sometimes, yeah. and uh you know it's not that I'm without values or anything like I think I could very easily uh, ascribe to the same things it's just um I, I i don't know um you know but it's building the deck and it regardless of of who you are um it's you know it's its it's building your deck, it's finding the people that are in your group, and um And that, that you're going to have to do that anywhere you go, guy or or girl. And, uh, you know, if I can be in one spot for forever, uh, you know, you can, that, that deck might be easier, might be harder to build. I don't know. I guess there is a sense of urgency when you're in the military and, um, you know, there's none of that. Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll do uh dinner sometime. It's like the person comes to your house three days later and it's like, Hey, dinner's tomorrow. You're coming. Um, there's a little more uh, up tempo uh, to the whole thing because you know you only have maybe one year with your friends, and then one of you is going to leave. Although well, everyone's doing a two or three year assignment, there's just having a perfect overlap is not going to be there. And even yeah, when it, it there's short cycle PCss.
1: And when you deal with when you do deal with somebody that is religiously inclined. Whatever their flavor of a particular religion, and and I I don't mean to preach any kind of any kind of religion here, or uh, I'm not intending to, but I do want to point this out for any Christians that are out there listening, going, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's got to be this this denomination or that denomination." Uh, The Bible's chock full of denominations. That's what Corinthians and Ephesians and Galatians and all of that stuff in the New Testament is. Those are individual different denominations of early, early, early Christianity. So there, are, it's okay to have Baptists and Methodists and, and uh, Presbyterians and, and all. Here's where the challenging part comes with PCSing. And I can see where fringe, anybody who feels that they're in a fringe situation, PCSing might be difficult. You know, you're going to go National Guard, you're going to go to out in the middle of nowhere, Utah. Okay. Now I know Utah very well. What and and you are, let's say you are a a Holy Roller Presbyterian, okay? Are you going to be able to find a church in the town you're going to because your husband because you're in the National Guard and you're being sent over to that particular unit? What? How can you find out what you're supposed to have and how do you know it is what you want? In, the, in our community, in our military community, where you're going from one base to another, it's real easy to find out who has that particular flavor of church. You just ask somebody. You can find that social group on the internet. You can find it on Facebook. You can find it wherever. <clears throat> Look up that base and find out what that what religious is, uh, religious options you have. But. It, Fringe, you know, if you're going out in the middle of nowhere, how, how, how do you go about finding out to continue your particular flavor of faith? Any thoughts, ideas? Anybody experience you last that? Question again?
4: What was the last question? How do you, how do you frame the question?
1: How do, you, how do you find out what you need, what you're going to be able to do to, to, to continue the flavor you're familiar with, what you're comfortable with? And what I mean by comfortable is, like, a Baptist is not comfortable going to a Methodist church, and a Methodist is not comfortable going to a Presbyterian church. Although we can Google.
4: I mean, Google. And, I, mean, just, I mean, like, if you if you if you if you are if you are dead set on sticking with the type of church that you've been raised in, and you, that that's your flavor. Google. I mean, like, and then you better hope that you're gonna you're gonna find a fit there. I mean, that's it's really pretty. Serious. And Google, well,
1: I was. Hoping you guys had something other
4: than that. Yeah, well, I mean, like that's that's. I mean, like you can talk to people, you can contact the chaplain's office and ask them, but they're going to probably refer you to. The, there's
1: there's no chaplain's office at a at a national guard
4: unit. Well, it's just it's just it's just googling who's got what denomination you believe in and trying that church out, and if you don't like it, then try to find another one. If they don't have any more then... Either you like practicing under somebody. Yeah, do like Jack and practice. You know your own, your own religion at your house on Sunday mornings, or
1: yeah, do it. Find,
4: find another one. I mean, like, <laughs> or or go ahead and go online and get ordained and start your own church. Uh,
1: my mom did that. Oh my gosh, my mom did that so that she could work with uh, uh, medicinal herbs that you couldn't get unless you were a, a, a pastor.
2: <laughs>
1: she still ended up dying of cancer, but she tried. Oh my God. She tried the homeopathic direction in, in ways you, oh my gosh, bless her heart. Drove my dad nuts because he was a, he, he almost became a Methodist preacher, <laughs> but he loved her and he backed her, which is what you're supposed to do. Oh, that beer tastes good. It's a good thing I'm not doing this on Sunday because I wouldn't be drinking a beer. Wait, who am I kidding? I would too. All right, Jay, it's time for you to say something. I'm just sitting here listening. You're probably just laughing your ass off, too. Glad you haven't muted. No,
0: <laughs> no. Um, you know, I was- do provide valid points. Um, kind of went off tangent on uh, the religious thing, but you do have a, v- a very valid point about there's very limited uh, resources, especially on a National Guard level. Go to most uh, National Guard posts. You're not going to find chaplain's office. You'll find them in the bigger ones, but, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. You use the resources that you use. But you got to remember one thing about National Guard. National Guard, you're only in the military – for very limited amounts of time unless you get activated. And then when you do get activated, you're only in the military for a very limited amounts of time I mean, as active duty.
4: Most exactly. of the time you're going to
0: be as a civilian in the regular civilian world. So it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like getting perks from both sides of the fence, if you will, if you look at it that way. You can also look at it at the way that the lady who wrote the article looked at it, like, it's very lonely because I don't quite belong in this world, I don't quite belong in that world. Yeah, but when you look at it from the opposite way, hey, I got the best of both worlds. I can use the resources yeah. provided to the civilians, I can use the resources that's provided by the military.
4: Yeah, that goes along with what Jack is saying, you know, about you can just go out there and meet people like every other American. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, you've got the, I mean, it's, you know, when you're talking about services, you know, especially for like emotional needs or, you know, uh, recreational needs, that's about the only place it really changes. And I think one of the things to do with that is just, you know, make communities more aware or become more independent and not rely on the, the services so much.
5: So my wife's in a, very specific community, of the military, and uh, on the civilian world, that same community is, is very tight knit. Um, even even here, it's pretty tight knit, but it's it's male uh, driven. Um, yeah. you know, it's one of the few communities that there's there's well, military, a Facebook group. What are you for, talking
1: about? Huh? Jack's talking about what his wife does. It's very, well, very, very, very limited. He said that
0: it's male driven. So what I'm saying is that it's all male driven military communities.
5: Right, but um, <laughs> what I'm saying is. Uh, in this uh, situation, there's actually like you know people make fun of the military like who says they're a military wife? like no one does that in the civilian world well in my, in my wife's career field, that does happen there are
1: yeah Facebook oh, the civilian pages civilians
5: um, that do that same job i mean it's it's there, and they say you can't really empathize well there's there's no other guy spouses that are in in my position at this base, that um, I can empathize with hundred percent. But there's there's plenty of female spouses um, who 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 can empathize, and I don't, I don't really talk with them that much. But there's people outside of my wife's career field; they may not share the same day to day, but they have the military shenanigans that they can empathize with. And so, I, you know, I understand the National Guard lady doesn't have other National Guard ladies there, but she has other people who's in, in the area that who, who's. Spouses are gone a lot for work, or or work really hard, or have the same career field in the day to day. I mean, there's other people that she can uh, connect with. Um, So I just—I don't know. It seems like being upset about that, even being upset about a male spouse. It's just there's so many other things. Well, you know, I'm glad
1: you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because if you think about it, if you're not if you're not in the guard. And we're going to, and I'm going to use her as an example. If she was not in the guard, if her husband got out of the guard, would they leave that Utah community? And my guess is a very educated guess. And the answer is no, they would not. Because I don't believe the military is holding them to that particular community. They could move somewhere else in Utah since the other guard members of that particular unit live as far as 350 miles away. So as such, she's picked her community, or she and he have picked their community according to what career he has outside of the Guard. Imagine, and this is perhaps something she needs to do, or anybody else that's in the Guard needs to recognize that without the military, they would be in worse shape emotionally, if this is something that they rely on. We don't have that because we have to go, well, okay, we do go where our spouses go. That's what we do. We're here to support our spouse. The guard, I think he would... He moved to that area because he found a decent job that was outside of his one week in the month two week in, two weeks of the year he, they found that community and that's where they are and so it's less than one percent you know I'm really all I can say is anybody who's gotten out of the military any wife that's got that, that her husband's gotten out of the community can go boo-hoo right alongside of her. Because they're out of the military altogether. No more commissary. No more exchange. No more Tricare. No more anything else. No more housing. You're on your own, lady. Although that's kind of callous. I can do that. It's my radio show. That may have just cost me my cost me uh, becoming military spouse of the year, didn't it?
0: <laughs>
1: no, because
5: I think. Um, you know, just just her thing. It, it's her coming from from her perspective, and and that's fine. That's her reality. But at the same time, like I don't know. I think all these things that we have that are problems. Uh, I th- to, to quote Doug, they're good problems to have, right? Right. That's all good problems to have. Like, you know, to 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 not have necessarily the community because you have time with your spouse. That's a good problem to have. You have time with your spouse. Um, and then to be forced in a situation to, to find community. There's a community there. It may not be the one you're used to, but it, you have a community. You have a roof over your head. You have a house. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, it, it, it's all good.
4: Yeah, I would, I would gladly take my struggles of five months ago over my struggles of today. No problem. Yeah.
1: True. But and, for, for and you know, and, and, and I also used to point out the fact that, that anybody who, who has a spouse that's deployed, you know, it's really good. They really need to look at how lucky they are. They have any kind of a community who will even remotely give them the time of day to recognize and help them with their problems. Because oil rig workers who, live, who, who work at the Gulf of Mexico and they don't the get workers, it. The, workers go, the workers go out there for a year at a time. They might be able to come back once every six months and spend a weekend. On the shore, but they are out there damn near, (coughs) sorry, six months out of whack for a year period. Their wife is sitting back and can look through a periscope or or look through a telescope and maybe catch a glimpse of her husband climbing uh, the derrick, uh, fixing a bolt. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? They have no support group like the military spouses have. Uh, um somebody that that's uh, in high business uh, and their husband or wife because they're a high-powered executive they're flying around the world fixing uh um, fixing uh a uh, 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 factories that need that, that have, have fallen in the slump and they're not producing like they're supposed to so they go in there and they find out what's wrong and they restructure that particular uh, uh, factory and get it back to working that can take up to four take from four months to eight months my brother used to do that four months to eight months to get a factory back to being productive again and then just to be turned around and sent somewhere else.
4: But he you're, also, made, you're his... also getting paid civilian money.
1: But so, but the wife I mean, like, is not with him. Or uh,
4: money, money doesn't buy happiness, but it'll buy you a vacation. <laughs> it'll, it'll buy you a babysitter.
1: You have the babysitters and you have the vacations and all with the military. You have a better support group than these who have the military? Wives, than these civilian families do. So, my point, we do. You, Your you, spouse, your spouse gets uh, uh, two full
4: you're talking, weeks You're talking about when people are deployed. So, I mean, you're taking, you're taking somebody who's deployed. You know, when my wife was deployed, there was no money to go away. Even when she was home, there was no money to go away. We would go away for like two or three days at a time, if that. So, I mean, you know, but you're talking about somebody who's working on an oil rig who's making six figures, or you're talking about your brother who's probably making, you know, decent money, you know, but then you talk about he an was. E5 family of four, you know, I mean, you're making $40,000 a year, $30,000 a year, if that, and, you know, you can't really afford the family vacations. I mean, you can if you if you budget properly and really well, but, I mean, you know, you're, yeah. you're talking double the, double the salary for, I mean, so it's not really comparable, because money won't buy but you happiness, actually. so it'll buy you a freaking boat.
1: If it's if you're gonna if you're gonna compare like that, you've got to remember that that you need to throw in the fact that if you're going to put a vacation like that together, and you are talking a a, a, a civil or I'm sorry military family where the military member is deployed, that vacation's not going to happen until that military military member comes off of deployment.
4: But you're talking in, during deployment, like in the, all, the support network. The support network is what you're talking about. You know, and it's like if uh, if if your brother is, we'll call him we'll call him deployed too. If your brother is deployed to a factory, his wife, because they're making good money, she can go away for a weekend and you know go sit at the beach and take the kids and do something nice. You know, with with our junior enlisted families, we can't do that. You know, we can't just get up and go when our spouse is deployed because we're not making that money. So I mean, it's like. I mean that's, that's kind of hard to compare the those two those occupations because you know the military community does need a little extra support because they don't have the money that some of the other people might with those high stress long hour jobs.
1: All right, I will I I will I will accept that and I will withdraw the executive who restructures uh, factories. I, I'll pull that one off of the off of the plate. We still have the oil rig worker who is not making as much money as an E five.
4: An oil rig worker is gonna start off at like twenty five to thirty dollars an hour.
1: No. He does not. No. Not until he gets. Not until he comes back off of the job. They get paid when they get off of the off of the rig. They have no money until they get off of the rig. The the families get a stipend to live off of that is less than an E4's pay.
4: Well, then save that stipend from the last time. (laughs) They
1: do. They do. Which is like I always say for anybody that's getting ready to PCS, you know you're going to PCS within a year. You take your your, your refund check, because by God, you should be getting one. Um, Take whatever money, refund money, and Don't spend it. Don't spend it. Save it for the PCS, because it's better to have the money and not use it than to not have the money and need it. Hello, Jack. Are you still there? Are you letting me in? Yeah,
5: yeah.
1: Oh. We got 26 minutes left, and it's uh, and and I'm wondering if, if there's anything else we can throw into this uh, into this mix that uh, um, deals with PCSing. That anybody has uh, any any um, more, tidbits, cool. more. PCSing, subjects. we're
5: all pretty much considered uh, equal. That's uh, that's kind of an interesting thing there, right? Your DLA changes, and your your weight balance changes, um, but for the most part, we're all. We're all considered equal on that PCS. You know, we all get the same per diem. We get the same malt. Um, They break our stuff at equal
1: rates. (laughs) That is true.
2: Yeah, they can Um, care less
1: about us at equal amounts. Yeah, that is so true. Yep. Yeah. And and uh, and, and, and you know, things arrive at the same same amount of same snail's pace as anybody else. <clears throat> you know that's been the best thing for my my uh, loss of throat today has been this beer. Who's having a beer right now besides me? Nobody else, I take it. Well, <laughs> hell, y'all are slackers.
4: <laughs> don't soda, brother. I, don't drink
1: I drink whiskey, scotch actually. Yes, yes you do, and I have not found McClellan's yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but you got better that.
0: ones anyway, so
1: Yeah, like what? I
0: thought you said you found one that was uh you know, uh yeah. did you grab like a Highland Park or anything like that?
1: Um I forgot which one I had. Uh the one I had that wasn't a uh wasn't Glenn a, a, that's what you said you liked. Well Glenn Levit is my, my fallback too. Everybody carries Glenn Levit twelve. Yeah, and I I liked Glenlivet 12. I bought a Glenlivet 15, fifty dollars a bottle, and it was no 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 bad bad choice. The 12 was smooth. The 15 was not. I want to try that McClellan's if I can find it. Which reminds me, Jay, I'm going to be kind of, sort of in your neck of the woods. How far away are you from D.C.? Uh,
0: D.C. is about eight, nine-hour
1: drive. Okay, you're not close at all. Never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
1: an hour and a half uh, south of
0: Boston. How's that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's closer than I actually thought you were. <laughs> if it's not a nautical
5: chart Dave doesn't know what, what's going on
0: He can tell you
1: how far yeah. right?
5: there, trench yeah, is I'm from, three uh, hours
0: north of New York City now. Three and a half hours north of New York City
1: Yeah Yeah Hey Jack Yeah If you had an opportunity to get back on a submarine Would you do it? No Yeah liar <laughs> You liar <Never. laughs> you I call you on that. You're so full of shit. You would you
5: no, would go no, just I, to recall. No, no. I uh not 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 my thing. You know, I did it. They they need me to do it. Um uh but that's Nope. That uh, you gonna... you know it was it was an important time in my life, but not not a not a time I would ever ever repeat or even encourage my children to do so. There you go, man.
1: Fair enough, I guess. It's pretty damn. You weren't in
4: reactive. You don't, you don't know.
1: <laughs>
4: hey, Dave, can I ask you a question? Sure. You've had a lot of strong comments for me. You want to come up with any while we're talking on the phone?
1: Um, do you really want me to?
4: I would love to, ra- man. I would love to chat with you.
1: Well, I, I would rather that the, the show stick with, you know, the, the helping out of – male spouses then, rather than, uh, than they uh,
4: mess with Wayne. Well, you know, I, I was just kind of thinking, you know, now that I'm homeless and, you know, kind of lost, you know, that, you know, when I turned to the military community, they weren't there. You know, so I mean, it was kind of fits in that realm of, you know, being a, a spouse that, you know, because I thought it was once a spouse, always a spouse. You know, but then when I left the community, I saw that they didn't get the support. So, maybe that, maybe that can fit. You know, do, do divorced spouses get the same kind of support that a married spouse does, you know, I mean, no, like, you know, what happens, what what, nope, what happens once you get divorced?
1: Same thing that happens if you are with a military member who just separates or uh, gets kicked out or whatever. The only way as a military spouse that you are ever going to get the spouse community to continue on helping you is if your military, if your service member spouse dies. While on active duty, retires or rehires. Retires. That's the only way. Or retires. So, not even. Not necessarily. Not necessarily.
4: So, so what, yeah, is, so what no. does that say okay. about, us, about the community?
1: The
0: service member retires on a twenty 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 plan. The the spouse. Yes. Is still connected to the military family and lifestyle because right. of the twenty 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 thing. But if they retire before the 2020 or the twenty twenty fifteen, then they're kind of like they've just been uh separated versus being retired.
4: Okay. In,
0: in that I will sense of the, the
4: word. But
0: give uh, you that yeah, as if they're, if they're actually retired, retired and hit the twenty 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 plan or the twenty 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 rule I should say, they're still kind of welcome in the community. But if they are separated before that they, they hit that mark where they don't have any benefits to the commissary, benefits to the base or anything like that, then for all intents and purposes that spouse is kinda shunned. Because correct. they're no longer
4: and, and, and you know, that's, and that's exactly what I found. You know, but I've not only been shunned by the military military spouse community, but I've also been shunned by my community that I came home to.
0: Yeah, that's rough. I mean, if you go back to the neighborhood that you grew up, you should you should expect you know that's family, friends, whatever. Not that you've built relationships with over a number of years. Whereas the military, it's you have to be part of the community to be part of the community. And if you're no yeah. longer a military spouse you're no longer part of that community so therefore they kind of push you on outside
4: right yeah that's what right. was what, that was what see, i've never treated people like that so that was kind of a shock for me you know after dedicating well, myself not, so fully for six years it's not
1: so much that they don't want to um but that they can't it's just like like it, it's it's comparable to like when i took here here in ramstein or here here in germany Uh, We're we're, we're just outside the Ramstein Air Force Base, and uh, Department of Defense have pulled everybody from Turkey, all of the the, the spouses, all the non-essential personnel, they have pulled everybody out of Turkey because of possible uh, uh, casualties that that, that may occur in those areas. So they just pulled everybody out, and, you know, right, right now... Because they just pulled them out. Nobody has a clue if they're going to be able to go back or not. It's one of those you got to wait and see. Anyway, they've been showing up here at Ramstein, getting ready, you know, having to wait a week, two weeks, whatever, to find out where they get to go next. Back to the States, back over to Korea, over to Japan, uh, further into Germany, who knows where. But in the meantime, so they're sitting here at the airbase with nothing to do with kids running around going crazy, no deodorant, no, no toothpaste, none of this. They got pulled out rather quickly. All of their household goods are still there in Turkey and will be there until they come back to get them or the place gets bombed or whatever. doesn't matter. In the meantime, I went and answered a call that they needed some men's deodorant. So I went and bought a whole bunch of cheap deodorant and took him down there to the USO on the post, I mean, uh, at air base and my son, I took my son with me, 15 years old. Now he's wanting to volunteer and help. Do you turn people away that want to volunteer and help? Do you? USO <laughs> turned him away because he's 15 years of age, not because they didn't want to help, want him to help. <clears throat> not because they weren't glad he was there to help, but because it was against what they do. He's too young for them it's a liability to, to allow him to work. Likewise, it, it, but he was able to he was able to volunteer for RESA, uh List Spouse Association, who we were doing we were passing out some stuff at inside of the, the secured area where those families could not leave. And he provided some day, daycare help for them, et cetera, et cetera, because that was a little loophole we found. But the point being, the USO had to turn him away because it, it is they can't do it. Military spouses have a lot of good support and a lot of people who want to support them. But if you fall outside of what they're allowed to do, you're not going to be able to force them to do it. It's
4: and not I so much what you are. I what, what, what I'm were talking about. It's, it's just you no. Know, I'm talking about is just being a friend. You know, I had built some decent relationships over the years, and you know, a phone call is only a phone call away or a, a message. How can I help? How you know? What can I? You know? What kind of support can I offer you? You know, the, the things that you know you do inside the community, they shouldn't stay inside the community because if the only if the only value somebody has to you is when they're able to do something for you, then what is that value?
0: It's no. not only that, it's also looking at the resources that is available. You know, If you're no longer part of that community, uh, you can't use those resources, so how can they help you without you using those resources that they know?
4: Because the that help, help that I specifically need, for me specifically, well, specifically I, I, the help that I need, it's pretty simple.
1: Well, I see what you're saying, Wayne, because, and, and, and I don't want to go into it on this show because this is something – way outside the realm of what the what I want the show to be as a podcast uh, future, you know, somebody uses it 100 years from now and says, well, that's how they did shit. <clears throat> because why you're not getting the responses that I think you feel, it, you feel you should get has nothing to do with them wanting to or them being able to. But I think you're I think you follow. I think you follow the path that a lot of people are uncomfortable being associated with you. And I and have my would, problem. Why would that be? Why would that be? Just by the mere nature of the direction you've taken it. And folks, if you want to find out about this, you can always go to Facebook. You can always go to Twitter. And check oh, yeah. Let's just go with it, man. Out.
4: Let's go. Let's let's go with it, man. Taylor Swift is my next girlfriend. I inspired her
1: again. So I don't like, want to wait. because my podcasts, my podcasts will last longer than I think Facebook will. I think people will probably download these and make them available on a CD somewhere down the line. Hell, I might do that later on. In a hundred
4: years from now. So <laughs>
1: yeah, and, but I I I don't really you know I think well, what, you're going to find a resolution. You will find a resolution, Wayne. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be in the direction you want it to, and I, I can't see in a crystal ball and tell you what the resolution is going to be. I just know it doesn't fit in anything we're trying to accomplish with this show.
4: Well, let's, let's, let's bring it to the other aspect of it, you know, because people are saying that I've got a mental health issue, that it's a mental health problem okay. that i got. So, if you, if, if, you know, if you think that somebody has a mental health problem, you know, where do you, why do you stop reaching out to them? Why do you stop trying to assist them?
5: Well, I think we'll go with, uh, with, with TRICARE in that situation where, I mean, how, how big do they make the net? Um, when I left the service, I, I no longer had access to the military healthcare system. It was, it was done, clear cut out. Um, the VA as uh, the nature of, of my direct service, but that's it. And, when my wife leaves the service, um, if she does so before she retires, then it's the same thing. Like, the military can't be on the hook for the, the health care indefinitely um, for everyone in someone's family because of a, of a couple years of service. I and mean, it's just not the way it's set up. There's not the budget for it.
4: Well, one of one the things the... that we talked about, what Dave and I talked about, you know, on my Facebook the other day is, you know, 22 veterans a day that are killing themselves. You know, Dave says it's only like one, but there's actually one active-duty Army personnel person killing themselves a day. So, you know, oh, no, no, and everybody else... No, no,
1: no, 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 it is not 22 veterans. That was, that was sadly and poorly reported when it happened because the VA well, put out the reports that they took from a certain a certain set of years from 2007 to 2011. And that's the only period that they looked at for their 2012 reports and the only time, only suicides that they could report on were, were those that were for, for veterans over the age of 60. So there was nothing that they were able to correctly hey, Dave, or not anything, correctly anything you gotta, anything, accurately identify as above and beyond what anybody else wants to look at. 22 a day at. is
4: what the veterans, the veterans Affairs says. 22 a day is what our federal government says. So if you don't like what our federal government says about they that, they them on it.
1: They never retracted, retracted that it. Already. Yes, they,
4: they did. They not retract it. I asked you to they prove it, and you did. didn't prove it. They did not retract it. It's still out there. It's still the number that they use. Whether I agree with that number or not, that's that doesn't matter. Uh, you asked me yeah. to.
1: You asked me to disprove it, and I. And asked you did not. I lo- <laughs> I, looked, I looked. I did too. I went
4: looking. You gave me an article. You I, gave me an article that was older than the one I gave you. And the article I gave you had professionals matter. saying it that it might be higher than 22 matter. a day.
1: It does not matter. An article well, can come out tomorrow that says 22 veterans a day are committing suicide. And it too is wrong because they're going to quote the 2012 VA report, which is inaccurate. And the VA, VA has since said those numbers are not. The, indicative the VA of
4: has not actual retracted actual it. Suicide. The VA has not retracted it. The VA has not retracted it. Whether they should, whether they should or not, that proof. might be a different story. I
1: provide you proof, and you tell me I'm wrong. You and didn't provide, did so you didn't provide post, proof. And that was good, and I was okay with that. I didn't want to bring it up here. I didn't feel we needed to bring it up here. You brought it up here, so I'll happily talk about it now.
4: Okay. But well, d- just because you're mistaken... Is, you and showed you, did not proof, you showed me a, You
1: did not provide proof against what I had said. I gave you the proof and you said, no, 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 that's no, not no. right, and went with that. And said give no, me no, 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 no. That's not what now, I said. Why the hell I said you I gave me give something else when stopped, I, why you should I thought I did an article. You a few minutes left. Uh, if, if we get back on
0: track left. of. The original. The original show was about fringe. Okay, so let's get back to that, and Mm -hmm. we can hash this out later.
4: Well, I I, I, I want to go on this real quick, because Dave's trying to throw me under the bus. So, you know, we're going to clarify that 22-a-day is what the the, the Veterans Association puts out. It's what our federal government puts out. It's what IAVA puts out. It's what the American Legion puts out. It's what all of our veteran Services Organizations put out. The VA has not discounted the 22-a-day claim at all. The article you provided was written by a, a, a task and purpose author. Task and purpose uses volunteers to write their articles. Their volunteers are sometimes paid, but they are not professional diggers. Uh, all the article that I provided for you was written by an author who has uh, who is a journalist. You know, there's a difference between a blogger and a journalist. You know, and I'm, you know, as far as the 22 a day goes, you know, Dave, I'm going to say on record, I don't believe it's 22 a day. I believe that's kind of high. What the actual it number is? is? Let's high. find out. Let's find out from the VA. But the point of the matter that we were I was trying to get at was in addition to the 22 a day, we have what's known as the uncounted. The uncounted are the, are the spouses and the family members of service members who kill themselves when they are found in a spot where they can't get any help. Now I am not suicidal. Right. I am not homicidal. I have got nothing but hope, love, and just joy in my heart because of everything that's happening in my life. But it's at the same time, you know, I'm struggling with the, with the truth of what's going on in my life. So it's, where is the support for the person who separates from service? Now, if I want to go and share my story with somebody who's not going to believe it, I can go ahead and get popped full of pills. I'm not about to go do that. So it's, you know, where is that support? The community support, the the friends, you know, you build relationships over so many years. Where does that go? Why does it, it disappear goes away. so quickly? Why does it dry up so quickly? What is, wrong? What, is, what is wrong with our community that we would do that to people? Why, why, would, why would a friend be a friend for only a certain amount of time? You know, my, my friends, you know, that I, that I left in Florida when we left, I remained friends with most of them. Some of them I did not remain friends with, but most of the people that I was close with, they were friends even when we were serving. You know, so why, would, why when you're in the military community is that you've got these friends and then, you know, you, you serve them, you, you help them out. But then you leave, and you're left out there, and you got to fend for yourself. You know, so I think Now, that's which leave problem. are you
1: talking about? What what leave are you talking about? You're talking about the service member Devo- leaving
4: divorce Devo- are Devo- well, talking either, about either way. Either way. I, I think I think either way. Whether your service member, you know, uh, uh, breaks away from the service, and you know they separate from service, or you get separated from your service member. You know, when I was going when I was up in at Fort Lewis. You know, I went into ACS to try to get some help, and the ACS lady said, well, there's nothing we can do for you. We get four spouses a week that come in here that are divorcing in your same situation, and they've got no help. They can't get them home. They can't get, correct. you know, resources for them. There's nothing available correct. for them.
1: Correct. That is absolutely correct. That so is something why, that needs so, to be fixed. That, so,
4: that is something if, that needs the way to, to be fixed. The, the way to fix it is by the power of the people. The people are the power, no. not the federal government.
1: The power, the, the power to fix it, you need to make those who can fix it aware of it, that it is a problem, and it has to be a large enough problem for them to do something about it.
4: Right, and, and because we look at it as not a large enough problem, people fall through the cracks. So here, you know, looking at my particular situation where I have fallen through a crack and the military community has disassociated themselves with me, I come back to my hometown. I share something that they don't understand, they don't get. My family, my friends, they all disassociate with me. So what happens to a guy like me?
1: You, you fall in the cracks and you go away. There's, there's, as far as the military is concerned, they don't have to do any more with you.
4: Well, the, as far as the military is concerned, I'm not asking the military for, for anything. I'm not calling the DOD up. You know, I mean, you know, it's personal relationships. That's what we're supposed to be building. You know, that's what... That was the basis of manning the home front. That was the basis of the men's room when I created that. That was the basis of all of the work I've done over time is a personal relationship. So it's, you know, with, with all that, you know, all the personal relationships I helped create for other people, you know, I definitely struggled with creating my own because, you know, I couldn't get real with people, but at the same time, it's like, you know, now people know that I'm struggling. Where's the love, where's the support? Instead I get criticism, ridicule and mockery.
1: Well, that's, it, and the reason why you're getting the criticism, ridicule, and the mockery is because of the subject matter of what you're basing all of your problems on. And none of us can see it or believe what you're saying. And until you get off of that subject, nobody's going to take your uh, take you seriously. <laughs> and I, you know, I ain't getting off that subject. I but... understand. I understand. Now stop, Wayne. Wayne, look. I only have five minutes left. I only have five minutes left, so I don't want to mute you. I don't want to mute you, but we need to get off of this subject. We need to get back to uh, this PCSing in a fringe area. We need to wrap things up here.
4: I thought I just thought okay. the whiskey. Con- I thought the whiskey conversation was a good a good way to move into that.
1: It is, but you know, uh, the I, I will I will throw this out for you right now. As far as helping spouses who needed help before their military member got out or before they got divorced or anything is a gap that needs to be seen to and be fixed. I will look into it, but I'm not going to put a whole lot of seasoning on this for the simple reason I have something else that I really want to focus on for this next year. Back to fringe area spouses and such. Jay, what do you got to throw in there? We've got about four minutes left.
0: Uh, I think we touched on everything that we can touch on. Uh, th- there are so- certain resources that are available to you. you got to be kind of creative. You have to go back out into the c- civilian sector and civilian side. Reach out to EBCAP. Reach out to WIC if you need it. Reach out to those normal, everyday civilian resources that everybody has access to if you don't have it on the military post. Also know that since you are military or military part uh, dependent, reach out to the military side as well. Uh, r- instead of Sitting on the fence and dangling your foot on each side of the fence, once you live in both worlds, go there, yeah. go there. You know, sides of the fence.
1: There's one, there's one type of fr- of fringe area that we didn't even touch on, and being the spouse of this fringe military member is really huge, and that's the recruiters. If a recruiter takes his family to wh- his 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 or her family to wherever they're recruiting from, that you might see absolutely no military.
5: Uh, help at all. Well not just Jack, that but the recruiters are working uh really long hours so I think you you know you hit something big there and it's stressful. If they don't get their numbers, they get moved out back out to the fleet. So I I do think that's um it's definitely some fringe and maybe the people that are in that situation could help out the the National Guard families. I mean, that's that's a you, good think,
1: you think maybe that's well see the the, the National Guard Literature article copy. there was, was picking on what was was picking out some of the, the – uh, 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 not picking on, but they were, they were they were pointing out that there was a, a base that was close by, 10 miles away. But they couldn't, because they were National Guard members, not that particular base's service uh, uh, group, that they couldn't do the housing and they couldn't do the, the uh, TRICARE there. I bet they couldn't even be seen by, by physicians there.
4: You know, there's, there's,
1: there's.
4: there's
5: no, because I'm sorry. There's, oh, i was saying, go ahead. Yeah, no, because like the, the doctors that are there to see the population that's that's there. Um, you know, with the active duty doctors, I mean, they they can't just add another people to their panel. Um, there's only so many hours in a day, and you know, 19 patients a day, 90 patients a week. Um, those are their numbers, and if you add in a couple more patients, then the wait list become three months long, and then you're sending people. That are on TRICARE Prime out into the civilian world at, at a cost of that facility. And just, yeah, it's really hard for them to add in uh, patients uh, to a facility just out of that community.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, whatever the reason for being a friend, Jerry, a spouse, uh, yeah, we, we pretty much hit on all of it. You need to get out there and just find the resources possible. Yeah, Wayne, anything real quick before, it, before time's up?
4: I was just writing earlier today. Maybe one of the things we need to look at is uh, recruiting more single people and less families.
1: That's, you know, it used to be that way. We'll get into that perhaps next show. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. We'll have some more fun next week. Hey, it's great Bye, guys. We're
2: out of here.
1: I the views and opinions expressed on Male Military Spouse Radio are not those of the management of MachoSpouse.com or any of their sponsors and shall be deemed just that, opinions and views.